As I drop my daughter off to school today, they come, uh, they're very excited. There's one lady there, the last lady who kind of gets the kids out of the car. She's a very excited lady. And she's more excited than any of us are. And she's like, have a nice day. And you're like still waking up going, okay. Just, you know, I mean, and it's a real blessing. Well, today, uh, my, my daughter got out of the car. You know what? I think I let my daughter out illegally. No one helped her out. I said, just get out, honey. The dad's a rule breaker sometimes. But so I was driving by this lady. And I gave her the thumbs up that my daughter already got out. And she said, she said something. And it's a current refrain right now. She said, happy Easter. And I like that when you can say that at a public school and no one gets offended. But, you know, I thought about it's happy Easter and it is. But you know that really it's right now not closer to the resurrection, but it's closer to remembering the crucifixion. And Good Friday is when people remember the crucifixion and not to be, you know, just a, a you know, kind of stuck up or whatever. But really, Jesus was crucified on a Wednesday. Because if he was crucified three days and three nights before Sunday morning, you take those 24-hour periods and it goes back to Wednesday. But be that as it may, I began to think about what she said. She said, Happy Easter! Well, the crucifixion was happening. So what's happy about that? Well, I'd like to preach with the thought of a message. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. And it's precisely why you can say good things are coming because yes, tough times are on the way. But you know what? Good things are coming. Jesus said, I'm going to go and I'm going to be killed. And that's bad news, right? But then he said something else. I'm going to be raised again the third day. Man, what kind of optimism is that? That's just not positive thinking. That's Jesus. You know, an optimist, what's an optimist? You know what an optimist is? An optimist is a hundred-year-old man buying green bananas at the store. <laughs> That's an optimist. So you know that we find that... Why? Because you got to wait for them to turn yellow, right? There's an optimism there that Jesus Christ had something to say. And you say, well, preacher, what happened when Jesus was crucified? I like that song. It said the good news is that the bad news was wrong. Three days after he was crucified, they went to find the tomb was unoccupied. And if you look for people that they say are alive, you can find their bones or find their ashes, whether it's James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, Tupac Shakur. These people have all died, and you can document where they died, and you can document where they are now, but not Jesus, because you see, he had something to say. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. And you know that we need to hear that sometimes. And, and first of all, good things are coming. Why? Because Jesus said so. You know that you say that with your kids, right? You have this overruling because. <laughs> and you don't want to talk. You ever done that to your kids? And you're just like, you're through, right? But mommy, but daddy, why do I have to go to bed? Because. You know, it's just like you don't even have to explain it. You just like, that ends the argument because. Period. There's no dot, dot, dot. If you were to see the punctuation, that's just because daddy said so or mommy said so. And that ends the discussion. Well, you know that Jesus said, I'm going to be killed. And then three days later, I'm going to be raised from the dead. He said, because. Because Jesus, well, who's Jesus? You know, in the Old, in the Old Testament, good things are coming because Jesus said so. In the Old Testament, you had something called a prophet test. 
Because there were all kinds of people that would predict, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to, God's going to do this. God's going to do that. And so they were running around Israel. And so in Deuteronomy, it says, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, which means it doesn't happen, you know, Y2K and, you know, Jesus is coming back. Well, any preacher that said that, you can write them down in Deuteronomy 18 and 22. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. So if he goes around spouting, and there's all kinds of people making all these predictions. I remember when I moved in, he said, uh, there was a gentleman where I moved in, and he, he was at the office, and he said, President Obama is going to be the last president of the United States. There are going to be no more presidents of the United States. Right. He was, he was right, right. There hasn't been one more. There's been two. So, so far it's been President Trump and then President Biden. But I never found that guy because he prophesied, but I, I didn't get to talk to him about this Deuteronomy or chapter 18 and verse 22. He was a false prophet and he was claiming some, this uh, extra knowledge. But you see, what is the probability that Jesus was who he said he was anyhow? You ever thought about that? Say, so, well, you just believe in Jesus. You have this, you know, just, you know, people accuse Christians of just kind of, you know, not really being scientifically valid. You know, just weak. Oh, you believe in Jesus? Like, oh yeah, whatever. He was just this this homeless prophet that wandered around. What's the probability that Jesus even existed according to the prophecies? And there have been some studies done, and there are about 60 prophecies or even more that, that Jesus said, or it says in the book of Hebrews, Lo, I come in the volume of a book. It is written of me. There were prophecies, histories written in advance that Jesus had to fulfill. Otherwise, he was not the Christ. One of them is he was born in Bethlehem. Not Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Does anybody know anyone that's been born in Bethlehem? Man, I've lived over around the world. I've, even, I've never even known anybody that's maybe even been to Bethlehem. I mean, not much less being born there. What are the odds of someone being born? You know how many people live in Bethlehem now? It's not New York City. It's only like 100,000 people. But it was prophesied hundreds of years before. So the city had to have existed then and it had to be in existence there. You couldn't prophesy of a city that didn't exist. It's an extremely rare thing for someone to even be born in Bethlehem. But it was spoken in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 and it's fulfilled in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. And there are so many other uh, gambled at, at his death for his clothes prophesied hundreds of years before it happened in Psalm 22 and 18, fulfilled in Mark chapter 15, verse 24. How about death by crucifixion? How many people do you know that have suffered the death penalty? And maybe you do. I don't know anyone. I mean, personally know someone that suffered the death penalty. And so all these things are not like it happened or it didn't. These are extremely, extremely rare things that would happen, okay? Especially for an innocent man. Psalm 22 and verse 16, death by crucifixion, fulfilled in John chapter 19 and verse 17. Well, what about some other prophecies that Jesus was prophesied of? How about this? Isaiah chapter 17 and verse, or Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, virgin born. What are the odds? Right. What are the odds of someone being virgin born? Right. And it happened in Luke chapter 126. Like, that can't even happen. I know. It's, how do you even have a probability of that? It's like, oh, you know, 
you know, how explain that one to your husband. I mean, she had a hard time. Joseph, you'll never believe this. <laughs> and right, that's why Joseph said, I'm going to put you away, woman. That's what he did. I'm just going to put you away back on the farm. I'm going to do it privately because I don't want you to get stoned. What adultery. And so that's what Joseph thought. It doesn't happen. It happened. And what about the one we spoke about? Jesus said, he said, good things are coming because I said so. The resurrection of the dead. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 10. You know he wasn't going to leave his soul in hell. No suffer his anointed one, his holy one to see corruption. But it was fulfilled in John chapter or in Luke chapter 24 and verse 6. What are the odds of being resurrected from the dead? Now, there's a few people that Jesus resurrected from the dead. No, you probably better you better buy some lotto tickets before you're going to get resurrected from the dead. But all of these things happened concerning Jesus. The things that could happen and the things that couldn't happen. Guess what? They happened. Jesus was a historical figure. And all of these things. Now, uh, someone took eight of the prophecies, just eight of them. Eight of the prophecies. There was a gentleman named Peter Stoner and another man named Robert Newman. They wrote a book called Science Speaks. And it was to determine the mathematical probability of these things happening. Just eight of the prophecies. What were the probabilities of eight of the prophecies just randomly happening? You know what they found out? One in 10 to the 17th power. That's one in 10 with 17 zeros. That's a, that's a big number. How many, what, what is that? So have you ever been to Texas? So they said it's just like if you, if you buried Texas two feet deep in silver dollars, two feet deep, all of Texas, and you marked one of them, one silver dollar, that was the random dollar, that was the probability that someone could have fulfilled just eight prophecies and been the Christ, just randomly, and you buried that somewhere in Texas, then you blindfolded a man or a woman and had him weighed out into Texas and just randomly reach down and the first time pick up that marked quarter. Probably not going to happen every day. Have you ever driven through Texas? Do you know how long it takes to drive through Texas on a freeway? Try about 18 hours. I'm not talking about walking. It might take weeks to walk in a straight line. Brethren, Jesus didn't come by accident. But Jesus, is a ma- it's a mathematical improbability that Jesus just wandered into history. Jesus was here on purpose. Jesus spoke things and they happened. Jesus' word is solid. So guess what? If Jesus said it, you can trust that good things are coming. He said, just like that woman said, Happy Easter, man. All of you, all Christians, we can say Happy Easter because we know that because Jesus said it, Good things are coming. The Bible says that when Jesus said, on the third day, I'll be raised from the dead. You know, good things often come after tough things. You ever face some tough things? The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, he said I'm going through something tough. But you know what? I'm going to fear no evil. He said, thou art with me. You know, the same Jesus that didn't lie about being crucified. He didn't lie about being resurrected from the dead. And he said, lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Jesus said, I'm going to go with you. And then he said, also, I'm going to send another comforter. Now, if Jesus said it, brethren, I believe it. It's impossible that he just wandered here. So his words, when he said something, brethren, they happen. When he said, Lazarus, come forth, 
Lazarus came forth. When he said, stretch forth your hand, the man with the withered hand stretched forth his hand. When uh, he spoke to the little girl and, and she was dead, she sat up. We find that Jesus says things, they can happen. When you go through tough times, don't stop there. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, if I'm walking through a tough time, let me keep going because I know that Jesus said good things are coming. There's a song that says, don't wait till the battle is over to shout the victory. I said, preacher, what are you doing? I'm just shouting the victory. But you're going through a tough time. Well, yes, but just like that lady said, happy Easter. And she was excited too. She was waving at me. And I'm like, you know what? Every Christian should be a happy Easter Christian. Even if we're going through something tough, they can't keep me down. I like what one person said. You can't keep a God man down. It's not a good man, but a God man. And you can't keep a God woman down. Why? Because just like Jesus was raised from the dead, all of, we, all of the Christians were raised from the dead and were seated in Christ in heavenly places. Why? Because Jesus keeps his word. With Jesus... Good things are guaranteed. You know that? And so, preacher, how, you know, you can get stressed out thinking about stuff. I've been, I've overthought stuff to where my, my eye begins to tick. It begins to shudder up and down like it can't decide if it wants to be open or closed. What is that? It's called the nervous tick. And you don't even know that you're nervous, but your body gives you some signs physiologically that you're going through something. And you begin to, you face that. So, preacher, what are you worried about? I'm not worried about stuff. But you get to overthink stuff. And you get, you know, I don't even know what you're stressed out about sometimes, but your body's like, oh, by the way, something's going on. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not using that as a filming area. It's just going up and down. So, preacher, but the, word of, the work of the Lord has burdens. Sure it does. But you don't have to be stressed out about them. You can lean them on the Lord. Why? Because there's a guarantee. Just, the, just like Jesus said, Jesus was basically telling us, Happy Easter. He said, I'm going to be crucified, but guess what? The crucifixion was, was costly for Christ. It was liberating for us. The, 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 the price that Jesus paid set men and women free. The blood that he shed made an atonement for sin that bulls and goats absolutely could not do. It provided the power that, that came to our lives that through the resurrection was sealed with an exclamation point. But you see, the Bible says, and we know. I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses, and it's in the book of Romans. And we know, not we think, not we hope, and it's not a pride thing, but brethren, we know. There's some things you know. And we know that all things work together for good. We know that good things are coming. That's what the Bible says. So preacher, it's not good now. It didn't say everything was good. You know, you face some things in life. You face some tough times. But I want to focus on the end. Jesus said, on the third day, I'm going to be raised again. See, I'm going to go through some things. I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be spitefully treated. I'm going to be whipped. I'm going to go through the cross. But on the third day, there's the other side of that. Jesus, let me just tell you. Now, who predicts their own resurrection? You can predict your own death. In fact, you can predict your own death and walk out in the street and, and make that happen. But try to predict your own resurrection. It's not going to happen, right? But Jesus did. Now, if he can do that for him, can he do that for us? And that's what Paul is saying. We know that all things work together for good 
To them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. You know that sometimes we need to go through tough things so that we can be strong when other people are going through tough things. And we can say, brother, sister, I went through it. Guess what? God can take you through it. Just like He brought me through it and He brought me out of it, He can bring you through it too. And you can tell Him, Happy Easter! You know that you can be on the other side of it. Why? Because like the song said in the Collingsworth, this is just the storm before the calm. You know, we're going through a storm, but brethren, in a few days, we're going to be celebrating that Jesus rose from the dead and that all power is given unto Him in heaven and down here on earth. And we can claim that right now. And we can look on the other side of the night to the next sunrise. It's going to happen. And just like the solar system is in motion, the plan of God is in motion. And God has a plan for everything that you go through. Good things are coming to you with heads bowed and eyes closed in reverence to the Lord Jesus said and be killed and be raised again the third day